Hey everyone, welcome back. This is the second episode in a two-part series about my cancer diagnosis. In our last episode, I was anxiously awaiting the day I would get a make-or-break call from my doctor telling me whether or not my life was about to change. That day finally came, and I got the call confirming that I did indeed have breast cancer. Early stage, but still, cancer. And then I had to start telling people. It's strange, this cancer thing. When you share your diagnosis with friends and family, it somehow becomes their diagnosis. Some people act like you've told them you have cancer instead of I have cancer. Or at least that's how it felt to me. When I had the flu in the past, nobody was bothering or taking ownership of it. When I called my dad and said that I had breast cancer, he sounded like he was starting to hyperventilate. He had to say out loud to himself, breathe Ernie, breathe Ernie. My sister, who is a rock, a former marathon runner, a world traveler, and a successful producer, she broke down sobbing. And after those two, I refused to tell my mom. If my sister and dad handled the news that badly, I wasn't going to break it to my mother. She absolutely lives for her kids, and I was sure she'd be a wreck. But I didn't have it in me to comfort yet another family member about my own cancer diagnosis. I let my sister and my stepfather relay the news, which was definitely the right choice. When I did talk to my mom, she was composed and supportive. Just what I wanted. Even though I didn't know I wanted that, I needed that. And I was so glad I asked for help and not told her by myself. My husband, he's a rock. At least in front of me, and especially when he heard the news. He went into support mode and was very methodical in his thinking. My son, my nine-year-old little boy, Jack. That's another story. I'm going to share way more on that in a later episode. For now, I'll just say my son did not handle the news well. In terms of sharing with friends, neighbors, and some acquaintances, that experience was hard in different ways. Some of them were all, you're going to kick cancer's ass, or it'll be a battle, but you've got this. Lots of people use strangely militant language like this, and I secretly hated it. It just didn't feel helpful to me. For one thing, I'm not the fighting type. I cringe at UFC, wrestling, boxing. I just don't see the point. I've had moments of ferocity in kickboxing class, but that's a 45-minute window. And I have the Tiger was playing the whole time. Completely different scenario. Then there were the people who found out about my diagnosis and wanted to dive deep into the details. Maybe they missed their calling as an oncologist, or maybe they were just nosy. I have no idea. But I'd get questions like, What stage are you at? What's the grade of your tumor? Did you get your onco score? You gotta know that. It was a little creepy. But I know all of these people honestly were doing what they could to help, even if it wasn't helpful. Others were a little tone deaf. When I shared the news, they'd say things like, but you're so young and beautiful, or 
At least it's breast cancer, not pancreatic cancer. That's deadly. Okay, unhelpful, and can we say a tad oblivious? A few people got it right, of course. I heard supportive, honest words like, you will get through this. And I can't pretend to understand what you're feeling, but I'm here for you. Most of the time when I shared the news with someone else, it became about them. And that's okay, because they can't help filtering their response through their own perceptions and experiences. Once I told everyone who really needed to know and settled into processing this news myself, I realized my main fear wasn't so much the cancer, but the chemo. See, I grew up hearing, cancer doesn't kill, chemo kills. Think about any movie or TV show where one of the characters has cancer. Chemo is portrayed as a total nightmare, and the character usually dies in the end anyway. Of course, I grew up in the 80s when chemo truly sucked, and from what I hear, it's a little different now. So that's what I'm hoping for. But still, I was afraid, big time afraid. I've never viewed myself as a strong person. I never took up a sport, even though my mom insisted that every woman should have one sport she's good at. I cry easily, and regardless of whether you're female or male, that's not an attribute associated with strength. And I've felt fearful of change and conflict and loss and failure for as long as I can remember. So tackling chemo? Yeah. It took me a while to accept that it was something I had to do. I consulted with my team. I spent time looking inward. I felt my way into what was really right for me. And even though I was still afraid of the outcome, I was the one who decided to do it. I was going to do something that some people view as detonating my body. So this warrior, this self-described feeble warrior, has her work cut out for her. I'm grappling with how best to proceed. Questions that I'm looking to answer include, what can I do to create as much ease as possible through treatment? Is there anything out there that can mitigate all the symptoms Hollywood has shown us on the silver screen? How do I stop feeling like I have post-traumatic stress disorder? Or maybe I do have it and I'll have to deal with it. But the biggest question I'm asking myself, can I move through this experience with strength, grace, and trust? I want to think so, but I'll have to wait and see. Over the course of this podcast, I hope you'll join me on this journey so that we can share our fears, coping strategies, failures, and wins as we go. I'm Tina Zaremba. I'm searching for strength, grace, and trust. You've been listening to Chemo Stories. <laughs>